Coming to you from the Underground Studio, this is the Sipping Social Podcast. My name is Mike Carl. I'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward, Garrett Turnquist. Yo. We also have our stellar producer on the mic, Johnny. Say what up. What's up? We're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry. We truly love what we do and more so we love talking about it. We're going to pour, sample, review anything you need to know about. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey. Let's Let's go. go. All right, welcome, guys. Uh, podcast number 13 over here. We got lucky number 13. Uh, did you think we would make it this far? To be honest with you, like internally, I set the over under at six and a half. Wow. Yeah. That's not very good. Uh, that's not very good for us. I thought that we would have just like, yeah, this is fun, but I got to just peter out. Yeah. Okay. All right, John, did you have an over under for us? No, I thought we were probably going to do like one like practice and yeah. then maybe an episode, maybe done. Really? <laughs> what an investment that would have been. <laughs> Well, you never know how it's going to be. But, you know, when we did do that first preliminary uh, recording, we were just kind of like testing the waters. Yeah. After that, I don't know about you guys, after we recorded that session, we did have a feeling that this thing was going to go a pretty long time, though. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I think we all understood that it was really bad. (laughs) Well, I don't want to say it was bad, but it... it, Oh, it's so good that we released it. Absolutely. Well, no, but I mean, we learned a lot from it and we... Oh, absolutely. And that's how we had to do it. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. It was awesome. Did we also record for like four hours? Uh, it, it, we did a lot of messing around that night. Yeah. But uh, what are we uh, what are we sipping on tonight, boys? Just to take a one step back, last week we talked about what you were drinking. <laughs> okay. I was completely wrong. All right. It was the Evan Williams 100 proof All bottled right. and bond. It was I, not Jim Beam. Okay. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. My I, fault. Okay. All right. Breeze B and me. All right. Sweet. Well, what are you drinking but, tonight? So, but tonight I'm drinking. The Evan Williams bottled bond. Oh, proof. nice. That's a, yeah. that's a good Not little, from Jim Beam. Nice little segue into your own little uh, recant from last yeah. week. Yeah, if I make a mistake, I'll tell you. All right, cool. I like it. We we should always hold ourselves accountable to that. What I you got, Johnny? Uh, I'm drinking a small batch bourbon whiskey from Wyoming Whiskey. Uh, these guys are out of Kirby, Wyoming. Cool. Tasty? Yeah. yeah, very tasty. I think this was like 35 40 bucks a bottle. Cool. That's good. I got the uh, Rebel Yell out of Kentucky. Really nice straight bourbon. Let's nice. have a little uh, toast here. Cheers, Cheers, boys. Have a good little podcast. Mm. That's got good flavor. I thought you would like that. Yeah. All the listeners out there, check out our Instagram page. Check out us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Uh, we're going to be coming in a little bit more interactive with that. John keeps uh, uploading some new, good, fun stuff on our website, too. Check that out. We've got some exciting new merchandise coming to go along with some of our old merchandise that we're bringing back, which we love. Uh, ask us about it. We'll get you some hats and uh, tell you about the new stuff that's coming out. And when it does come out, you will definitely know about that because that's all I'm going to be talking about for two weeks to be sick about it. Yeah, I can make a few comments on the website. We're planning on loading some more uh, gallery images. So as you're listening, you can actually go to our site and kind of browse through some photos of the bottles. And maybe if we talk about like that 4th of July party or golf outing that we had, we'll post some pictures about that. Just to make it more interesting and you know get some visuals for you guys. Uh, we're also planning on uh, listing um, a section of the website all the reviews that we've uh, made over the last you know 13 episodes so you can just easily go there uh, check out what every review of, of the spirit or, or beer that we reviewed that week or that episode so you can check that out easily cool man i like it that'll make it a lot better so you know people can like you said get the visual aspect to go along with not just listening to us so if you forget about something that you like that you heard about now you can go to the website and find out what it was specifically if you don't have our phone numbers just text us and then you can decide um, if you want to buy that beer based on Johnny's uh, score off of Cruise Light 11 in the, in the beer 7.5. Yeah, I do extremely true and real reviews, so yeah. just go by mine. They're all 7.5. 
<laughs> let's get let's get into some restaurant news uh locally i'm sure i've talked about it oh i've actually i know i've talked about it on here but cooper's hawk is one of my fiance and i's favorite uh places to go around here oh, yeah you love that place we do love that place the, the wine's good the food's good it's got good ambiance it's a good time uh big news for them is one of their main investors they had several main investors just sold his chunk for 700 million to a private equity firm Oof. Which is ridiculous. So it was first reported that all of Cooper's Hawk had been sold to this private equity group. It was usually not a good thing. Yeah. Because they come in and just like chap it all up. But the owner came out and said, don't worry. He, you know, he said on an email to all the, the wine uh, club members saying, don't worry. I'm, I'm still a majority owner. Somebody did sell a large portion of their, uh, did sell their, all their stocks. So that guy got paid. But, Definitely a nice payday for that guy or whoever that was for seven hundred million. Yeah, think about all the things you could do with that. Yeah, I can think about all the things I could do for like seven hundred bucks. <laughs> I take seven hundred thousand. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, whatever. Anything that's attached to seven hundred, we'll take it. Yeah, all you sponsors out there. Well, that's oh, that's pretty. That's a pretty good restaurant group to be to be buying into. They're not going anywhere, and there's a bunch no, of locations. They, they, and they're, they're expanding all the time. I think they're thirty five locations right now. And what's if you, if it's can, just unique. There's they, there's nothing else like them. If you can get a membership fee automatically, whether people are showing up at your restaurant or not, that's insane. Yeah, but you get the you can get the bottles whenever. I'm just saying, like that's just a great. Automatic. You, you just know, have so you, much you know, money coming in. It doesn't matter. It does Like if no one comes into your restaurant, you know that you're bringing in revenue. Yeah. And they don't um, have a distributor, so all the wine that they buy buy is straight from the wholesaler. Right. So they're they're like bypassing the middleman. How'd you like to be nice. the beverage director for them? That'd be awesome. It's so easy. Well, I mean, not easy. you better know a lot about wine. Well, yeah, but I mean, like you know, the deal with all the BS of all these reps showing up and running stories and tasting you out and stuff, that'd be amazing. Johnny, you're not a big wine drinker. No. You've been there, though, and done the wine tastings with us. What's your thoughts on that place? No, I mean, I think it's great. I mean, I, I don't know where the $700 million comes from. I mean, that's a crazy number to me. From someone's bank account. I mean, there's, that's where it comes I know. From. There's 35 restaurants, right? So, you, I mean, yeah. not only is it a restaurant, though, it is, like, basically a distributor of wine, you know? Yeah. So, there's, like, basically two businesses there, right? Right. And they have the the monthly membership, so yeah. they get that, that money coming in. Then you get the... Your little wine shop where you do the tastings, then you have the bar, then you have the full restaurant. You have literally the whole package in there. So, uh, congrats to whoever that is. That, that Twenty million a restaurant. Twenty million a restaurant. Yeah, so based on and that right. wasn't even a majority stockholder. Yeah, I mean, I mean, one of the major ones, but not the majority stockholder. If you're the no. majority guy, you're thinking, way. What am I? What am I? What am I doing still here? Well, I mean, maybe he likes it, and he and he's making great money anyways. It's not like he's not making. Solid Let's get him on the do podcast we, and ask him about do it. Do we know right. when that restaurant group started? We'll we'll have to look into it. Okay. I know it's local. I think the guy's from Roselle. Is he? Yeah. Well, so it started around here, yeah. right? And just blew up. Yeah, huge. I mean, we're talking like maybe a twenty-year business. No, not even that. seven, eight oh, years. Really? Yeah, it's young. Wow. Two thousand thirteen, two thousand twelve, maybe. Jeez. I think I believe. Crazy. Two thousand five in Orland Park. That was the first one. So yeah, fourteen years. Wow. Pretty good business model. Still, yeah. Crazy. Uh, surprise, surprise. In other news in the whiskey world, what do you think we have going on in Kentucky, G? We got a hot hot seat for another fire marshal. <laughs> another rickhouse down in Kentucky. We're a little late to the, the party on this one because it actually happened in mid-June. But this is a smaller distillery called OZ Distillery in Owensboro, Kentucky. They lost 4,000 barrels. The fact that they've in got... In Rickhouse a, H. Yeah, our favorite Rickhouse our H. Favorite, it is our Rickhouse. The fact that they've got a Rickhouse... More than A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I mean, that's a lot of rickhouses. Sure. 
I, we don't, I don't know who they are, but the maybe yeah, they just heard down. H was a good number, so H is oh, the yeah. only H was one. a good number. Or Jesus, yeah, like if you <laughs> have another rumpleman. Rumpleman. H you, is a good letter. Yeah, it's got to be good if you if you see like Rick House from Single Barrel from Rick House H. So, well, that's got to be a good one. Yeah, I've heard of that one before. H is the only one. Though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they only have one. Well, man, if that's their only Rick House, they're in trouble. Um, they had nineteen thousand barrels in there and lost four thousand of them. Yeesh. So it can't be that small of a distillery if it has rickhouses up to H and 19,000 barrels in each of those rickhouses. Unless they have retired rickhouses or other ones fell down, and there maybe all of them from yeah, A you know, through G have fallen down, and this and is H. They built up H, and they yeah, still can't it. figure it out. Yeah, Man, fire marshals on the hot seat for sure. Oh, I got one thing to say to those guys. Come on now, dog. Come on now, dog. <laughs> Come on now, build a distillery properly now, dog. All right, our beer review this week, are, uh, we got a couple of sour ales brought to you from Grist House out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, our buddy Bill, who listens to the podcast, thanks for giving these to us, but he, his brother-in-law owns this brewery, and they do some really cool stuff. Really well-known for their sours, excited to try them and talk about them, and talk about them coming to Illinois sometime in the, in the near future. Gee, what do you got on the, the whiskey review this week? Uh, we're going to do a product of Willet uh, called Old Bardstown. It's their 90-proof sour mash. Nice. Can't wait to try that and drink that. Customer of the week, uh, we have two of them. We're, we're talking about uh, good customers of the week, uh, which is one of our newer segments. And then we're also talking about our normal customer of the week, which is usually not a good thing. This one is a, is a certain style of customer that has a very specific drink order. I know it's very vague, but you're going to want to hear about this. And when I tell you about how these people order these drinks, you're going to, you're going to laugh and uh, make fun of them with us, which is great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We got our YEEF that's going on right now, yearly industry ebb and flow. Uh, Everybody knows that we uh, talk about this every week that relates to our restaurants and and what we're doing uh, that affects the the business and and ups and down swings. Gee, what do you got for, for what's going on in Glen Island that affects you? Well, the DuPage County Fair just happened. There was, some really really nice days this past week and there's some not so nice days uh last week we were yeefing hard it was really really busy uh this week we've been uh slower than average <laughs> brought down a peg or two <laughs> yeah yeah everyone had everyone did a good job of saving their cash from last week but the, i think the weather played a huge the huge difference in the in this uh past pay period i did notice though that on the 15th, which is generally payday for a lot of salary people, the first and the 15th, uh, was pretty busy. People were celebrating. People were celebrating their paycheck. Get some cash. Some cash. Nice. We, you know, with the, the DuPage County Fair, definitely we were down uh, a little bit than we than we have been kind of, we're on this like meteoric rise right now with our patio that's just like incredible. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, definitely the, the fair brought us down a peg or two ourselves. Uh, but, you know, the nicer days, everybody wants to sit outside and it's just kind of, it makes the wait for outside longer and then nobody wants to sit inside and yeah. it just seems like people inside aren't as happy as the people outside. Well, I would be either. Yeah. Have you, by the way, did you, have you gone to the fair recently? Like the past Not year or two? Not since I was in high school. Yeah. So I went, I mean, kids, kids make you do things that you don't necessarily want to do. I had a lot of fun with the kids at the fair, but the clientele at the fair, I'm not sure they would have been going to social events. <laughs> They were pretty, every, All of them. Everywhere I was walking around, I was like, "Man, who's who's smoking right now?" And I'm thinking that like I'm in like a place that you can't smoke. I don't know if you can smoke there. It's outside, but right. dude, everyone everyone was chain smoking cigs. I saw more butt cheeks of people I don't ever want to see butt cheeks from. Mm. Uh, and the, my, the the best story is I went with the demolition derby. Now is like free with the admission, the, the price of admission. 
normally you'd have to before you'd have to buy a separate ticket for it. And so uh, I take my uh, my oldest son and we sneak into the pavilion area because I didn't want to get like a wristband to get a special seat or anything. So we snuck in and sat in the grass, and uh, we're really close to the these cars crashing into each other, which is probably bad dad move. But there's a lady running up and down the sidelines like she's like a coach screaming for a penalty at a football game, screaming at like some guy driving one of the cars, like telling him to like kill that um ever run into him what? hit him hard it was really in- absolutely incredible why didn't you take a video of that honestly i was trying to like make sure that like quinn didn't hear it yeah his ears were like yeah not getting blown out from the cars because they don't have like mufflers on and like there's like dirt flying everywhere wow it was it was really intense it like reminded me of like jeff fisher running up and down trying to figure out why he didn't get a holding call that's crazy. That was awesome. I don't know how people can get that much into uh, First demolition off, derbies. They're fun, uh, but they're not like. I feel like the only direction she could give them is like go backwards or go forwards. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, reverse. And if you, yeah. if you and if you've ever been to one, they're they so can't. loud that yeah. no matter no, how they, they loud you scream, yeah, they've got they can't plugs hear in. Anyway. Yeah. Jeez. And so it's really just awesome. Is it now? Is this a She's fan not, or is this somebody like trying to help another like a? An individual like a that's contesting in the sport. No, oh, someone she's trying to help an individual in the sport. I don't, I don't know if so it's like related or really, but it was it was wild. And I don't think that that family um, would be a regular customer of. <laughs> I don't. I'm not sure that they're looking for that kind of food. All right, but it, it does. If there's enough people in town that would normally hang out at, during the weekend at a restaurant that would go to the fair as opposed to going to the restaurant. Like I think I know a lot of the people in the around. I didn't see one person I recognized. You didn't see anybody you know? No. That's those are the best places to go to. Uh, yeah, well, you don't have to it, say oh, hi to anybody you know. Yeah, it was fantastic. Oh but, man, it's amazing. But, yeah, it was very interesting. <sighs> ten out of ten would do it again. <laughs> <laughs> are we getting right into the beer reviews? Is that how this docket's set up? I want to start drinking. Yeef, Johnny, let me grab the beer. I'm, I'm excited because I, I let's talk about this real quick. Unfortunately, Grist House is not available in Illinois right now. But the owners said that they are planning on being available in Illinois, hopefully in the next six months, unless it's not a viable option for them because they have to provide a certain amount of barrels and things of that nature. There's a lot that goes into it. He's definitely in, in contract talks with somebody. Not sure if it's going to happen, but Burger Social has a pipeline. I know the owner. He drops off kegs. His brother-in-law's birthday was like a month ago. He had his parents drive out two barrels for the party. So we got two barrels of a beer you can't even get in Illinois that were delicious. Oh, nice! The Colson and IPA. That's awesome, and we'll be we'll yeah. be first to tell you guys when you guys can get it and where you can find it. And yeah, we'll know we'll know before anybody else. will be, be Christmas miracle six months from now. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Now, what I want to know is, I was just out in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I heard nothing about this place, that's, Mike. That's not good. The comedians, That's weren't, the comedians weren't talking about it. Why didn't I? Why didn't no. I direct you to go there? I don't know. I should have given you the owner's na- number. Jeez. But I, anyways, yeah. Well, man, I wish I would have known about that place. Wish you had a buddy who knew an owner of a brewery yeah. in Pittsburgh where you're going. <laughs> what a good buddy. That's <laughs> terrible. All right, we got a couple of different sours, uh, two different kinds here. We got an Arnold Shaman, which is a fruited sour. Ale brewed with iced tea, lemon juice, and peaches. Then we have Kaboom Candy, Mango Guava Fruited Sour. I'm excited to try these. Brewed with iced tea? It says, that's what it said. It says brewed with iced tea, lemon juice, and peaches. 
That sounds incredible. Let's try that one first. Doesn't it sound awesome? Yeah, is that a, it's a Arnold Palmer Sour. Yeah. Say it again. Yeah, I don't know. Say it again. Arnold Palmer Sour. Arnold Palmer Sour. Yeah. Johnny? Arnold Palmer Sour. It's weird. Yeah, say it like four more times in your oh, head. Geez. Now, wouldn't that be amazing if like Arizona Iced Tea came out with a sour Arnold Palmer for 99 cents? Mm. I'm all over that one. 99 cents. Sound effects. Oh, yeah. I would like I like to give a quick shout-out to Mike for pouring all these pretty evenly without getting without getting blasted for it. Yeah, let me get out my it's laser. Really, wait level. for the next one. <laughs> the laser level. <laughs> we should have that be a segment. Laser yeah. level Mike's pores. Yeah. Take the over-under right. how many millimeters you're So this has got like a nice cloudiness to it. It right? does. It's it, And it looks kind of like orange juice a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it looks like a hazy IPA. It smells. Good. It smells really good. It smells Belgian-y. It does. Oh, cheers. Cheers, boys. Mm. Definitely peaches. Definitely peaches. A lot yeah. of peaches. I get a little, a little bit of peaches for free. Yeah, the tea. The tea. <laughs> Millions of peaches. I definitely get the the tea in there in the back end. That's tasty. What percentage I'm of not. the people listening to this do you think caught that reference of the Millions of Peaches song? I don't know. Probably ninety percent. I can go under thirty. There's, oh, there's a lot of people that listen to this or that know that song. Presidency of the United States, band from the nineties. Are, are we reviewing bands now, or are we reviewing? We sours? could. They're a solid two-hit wonder. This is a really good sour. That's good. This, this is the best sour. This I've is ever the most had. refreshing sour I've ever had. I I don't drink sours. This I could drink one of these. It's, oh, not, whole re- one. it's not real soury. No, but, but it's a you I know agree like with, with sour ales. That gives them the you know the ability to make it more like a beer, with the flavors as opposed to the pucker you know in the back of the throat, in the back of the mouth. I almost want more peach. It's because really you like that up north cocktail style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> iced tea and peach. Oh, was it iced tea vodka or was it it was a tea vodka and peach schnapps or yeah, was it was it? a tea vodka but the peach tea version the peach tea version so peach tea it with lemonade and lemonade oh, yeah that was good. seagram's peach tea vodka with lemonade this, this is the best sour i've ever had i know i already said delicious. that but it's i'm gonna give gris house mad props on this and it, this thinks that there's only two of these cans in the state of illinois right now i like the artwork on it a lot too uh got a little gopher got the gopher got a, a like a lemon wheel as the sun as the sun you got a little golf on there for arnold do you think that's what it's from yeah all right, I didn't know. Well, like like Arnold Palmer is a golfer. Oh, it's got, I don't, yeah, all right. So it's an Arnold Palmer, like an Arnold Shaman. That's what it's for. And then this is like obviously clearly a reference to Caddyshack. Yeah. What yeah. is that? Beaver. Wow. Oh, yeah. Gophers. Gopher. Gopher. Gophers. No lactobacillus in this. Hmm. I'm okay with that. <laughs> you didn't catch the beaver joke? Yeah, I got that. All right. I right, finish them up and let's get on to the next sour. We got Kaboom Candy. Mango, guava, fruited sour. Should we talk about what guava is? All right, so for everyone listening at home, the guava plant is a small tree native to Mexico and Central America and the Caribbean. It it looks like a mini watermelon. So it's green outside with a real pink inside. Nice. Um, and they're about the size of a, like a large large orange. Nice. So just a nice fruity, refreshing it looks it looks delicious. Tropi- it's tropical, right? You can buy three pounds on Amazon right now for thirty bucks. <laughs> it's well, so it's not not terribly expensive, but not cheap. I mean, yeah, ten bucks a pound. That's not. It's not cheap though. No, no. But for all the fruit buying experience that I have, I'm willing. I mean, it does make me nervous that this 
under people also ask, the second question is, is it okay to eat guava seeds? And what's the response on that? Um, they can't be, uh, they are edible, but they don't digest. They don't digest in you. Perfect. So they're like, it's like cor- corn. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. You don't buy it, you rent it. Well, we'll see, let's get into this guava mango sour. Get a big nose on it, Johnny. Johnny, you didn't pour yourself very much over there. That's because the pro was at handling it. Yeah. You can like smell this from like five feet away. Yeah, it smells uh, very potent. Very potent. Very fruity. Very fruity. And uh, what's the ABV on there? I smell the guava for sure. It. Yeah, it's not. 4.5%. Ma- but I love mango. And yeah. the mango seems to be, what's the ABV? 4.5. Nice. So kind of a little bit, obviously lower than the, the Arnold Shaman. Yeah, 20% less. Oh, that's good. It's I, I didn't necessarily enjoy the nose that much. No. But the, smell like but feet. The, but the taste is really good. I don't know if it smells like feet, but it smells like wine that's like just on the verge. It's like two and a half days old wine. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like you can drink it. But you might not like it. See, I prefer this one over. Really? Over the yeah, the. Uh, All right, peach. let's get into our ratings then. Yeah. Uh, uh, out of the Arnold Shaman, let's start this with the first one we did. Like a sour. It's like a fruity beer. I can see that. So this one, this one seems to be more on the sour side as opposed to the ale side. When you're not, but no, it doesn't like most sours kind of give, give me. I don't think this one's very sour at all. No, I think the first one is much more sour than this one. Really? All right, let's start with a rating for the Arnold Shaman, Johnny. What do you got? I really liked it on the nose, but when I tasted it, I thought the peach didn't come through enough or like oddly for me. I don't know what, what, what it is about it, but it wasn't, uh, okay. You know, true to the peach, I what, guess. I what are you, say, what are you doing with it? I would probably take a pour of it again to try it out of the, you know, at a, at a restaurant or bar or a Chris house in a, Pennsylvania when your buddy gives you the owner's yeah, number. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this one's going to be a little bit lower for me. I'm going to give this like a six. Okay, cool. And then let's go right into the Kaboom candy. Yeah, so the Kaboom, I really like this. I thought this on the nose, it smelled really good to me. I, I got a little hint that you're talking about, about the feet smell, yeah. like a, like a soury, like something. Yeah. A funk. But, like a funk, but I don't get there quite as, you know, as far as, you know, like a foot smell. I thought the taste of this was really good. I could probably have a couple of these, so I give this a higher rating, 7.5. Okay. Back to the normal. <laughs> Back to average. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to give it an eight. Or, I mean, eight no, or nine is like okay. great. No, you know? yeah, no, yeah. Seven point five. Yeah. It is honesty. Um, to be honest, I'm going to wrote. I'm going to rank both of these exactly the same, right about seven and seven, seven point seven five. I am the the very first thing that I do when I go to this brewery next is I'm ordering a flight, and these are the first two I'm picking, and then I'm picking two other random ones. Nice. So I'm 100 percent ordering these again. <laughs> that's a, that's a new one. Ordering a flight at a bar. But just I mean, put, when you go to a brewery, there's no way you're just, just picking one. You, no, you start absolutely. off with a flight, and then you could pick a pine after that, no, right? Absolutely. Especially if you've never been there before. Yeah, yeah, try the difference. Like, if stuff. I'm going to Salamouth, I'm just going to buy a beer. I'm not going to get a flight. Sure, because you know the beers. Right. So, yeah, I'm put, these are the first two on there, and I'm going to make everyone around me try them because I think they're really good. Cool. So, 7.75 for both. Great ratings. I like the Arnold Shaman a little bit better. It, like I said, it's, it's probably my favorite sour I've ever had, and I'm going to give it an 8. The flavor was really good, really refreshing, and I could drink that on a hot day on a patio all day. The Kaboom Candy, I'm going to give it a 7-2. The, the thing that I didn't – it seems like the whatever puree they must have made the beer with or the amount of mangoes that they put in there, it kind of has like a thicker like mouthfeel. Yeah, I agree with that, yeah. You know, it, it's it's more like a – just like a juice or something. You know what I mean? It kind of has like a like an OJ, like a pulpless orange juice kind of like Did feel to it. Do you think they're using mangoes yeah. or do you think they're using mango puree? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to call anybody out. I don't know what they're using. But it just it just kind of has that like grittiness to it that kind of the flavor is good, but it just knocks it down a couple of notches for me. So what did I say? Seven what? 
Seven two. That sounds good. Go with that. <laughs> Perfect. So I got eight for the Arnold Shaman, seven two for the for the uh, Kaboom Candy, but overall pretty good ratings for him. Yeah, I would say recommend on both. Yeah. I, absolutely, I try them. You got to try them if if they ever come to Illinois. If you're ever in Pittsburgh <laughs> or you're in Pittsburgh on the east side of Pittsburgh. For those of you guys that are uh, listening that don't know about Grist House, uh, really cool brewery in Pittsburgh. Um, they're really no, well known for their sours and their IPAs. I, I've come to know the owner through one of our customers, who's his brother-in-law. Garrett knows him uh, very well, too. I've golfed with him. He's a good dude, a lot of fun to hang out with, uh, likes to have a good time, which is one of our Understatement. One of our main requirements of, of hanging out with people is that you must have a good time with us. Uh, but uh, the, the, the brewery is really cool. Uh, I've not been there, but they're they're kind of expanding, and they just made some national news recently where they purchased a retired missile command center from the the U.S. government, fifty five thousand square foot like compound that they're going to put production facility in there, multiple different bars with different venues for like music and things of that nature, and uh, they're they're how many, what's their what's their reviews on on. Uh, Yelp or they got like, Google, what is that? It's Google? Like Google reviews. They have like 470 reviews and they like 4.7. So, so like pretty, excellent reviews. Yeah. Pretty excellent reviews. Uh, the the beer is tasty. I've probably had 15 to 20 of their beers. They're all really good. They're good, clean beers, and they have great, great like flavor. So, you know, just that's kind of the background of how we get to get to these beers and how we get to know these guys. And those guys are a class act establishment. The, the one tap takeover we did with them, they drove out eight kegs from pittsburgh left at 7 a.m from pittsburgh arrived in wheaton at 3 a.m uh roughly set up the kegs made sure everything was running smooth went to wherever they were staying took a couple hours break and then came back and hung out for seven hours and handed out t-shirts and like hats and koozies and bought beer probably spent like 500 dollars to buy people beer so just a class act guys really really uh good good dudes so if you're ever in pittsburgh look them up chris house and uh, John had a great idea. Yeah, so like... <laughs> this will be a new segment. This, this has got to be a new segment, so their, if it the, goes well. Their their beer and their space gets highly reviewed, right? And just to describe the space a little bit, um, they have this huge sort of like backyard area, it looks like. Like a covered deck area. Maybe it's a bar. I don't know. I can't, I can't tell in the photos, but... A really cool hangout spot. They can say you can like bring your family if you want or like dogs or like anything, right? And just chill and hang out and have beers. So I thought it would be interesting to look up... Who are these people rating it one star, and nice. what are they complaining about? All right, so you got 4.7 stars out of 470-something ratings. Let's talk about some one-star rating reviews for Grist House in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. All right, so you want me to read these? Or Do it up. Right. Do it up. All right, so this guy Paul says he gave this a one-star rating. He said, this business is a horrible neighbor. They use up all the parking spaces in the area so that the residents have nowhere to park. My 61-year-old mother-in-law had to walk all the way down the street... Multiple trips to get to her groceries in the house because there was no parking. It's a shame to put a senior citizen in that position. Now, what does that have to do with the business? <laughs> They're bad neighbors. <laughs> That's what it is. John, now, when you put when we were talking about the, the, the beers, I saw that little snippet, and I read it, and I was like, bust him. <laughs> I saw you laughing. Just thinking about yeah. this guy, so mad that his mother-in-law. Yeah. You had to make several trips because of grocery with groceries because of how many people were at the at the brewery. Now, how is Grist House going to solve this guy's issue? Exactly, you can't. Yeah, I mean, is there any pictures of the parking lot on there? Can we get some? What was uh, what was he he doing that he couldn't help (laughs) grab some groceries? Yeah, why can't he help? Right, he was probably at the brewery. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he probably sat at the brewery watching and was like, "Hey, do you need any help? Need help? I'll uh, be over there after my flight's done." (laughs) 
That's so funny. <laughs> what do we what do we got next? All right, so Patrick, um, he says, I honestly like this brewery, but when I brought my girl, this is a one-star review. No. He says he likes the brewery, <laughs> and he gave <laughs> it one star place. because his girlfriend that's 25 had an ID that looked sketchy, and they wouldn't serve her. He said the bartender has questions a license and uh, she's gotten into countless bars with before. We told them they could call the cops if they like, and they still refuse to serve her. Now, if they identify that this ID might be, you know, real or sketchy, like they don't know this person, right? Right. So they're gonna say no. Right. But what do you guys like think about that line, calling the cops? Well, first of all, let's let's back it up. Yeah. The, the the bartenders question the license. What license? Her PhD student, like like student ID from CMU. If you if you think you're gonna get into a bar with a student ID, I don't care if you're 42. That's a terrible like train of thought. Yeah, my bad. I left that out. Yeah. All right, so um, also you're 25. You're old enough to know that you need a valid ID. Right. At all times. In in the state of Illinois, these are the things that we can accept: driver's license, state ID, passport, military ID. That's it. Not even a FOIA card or a C. Uh, Concealed carry card, none of that stuff. That's not like a valid, even though those are harder to get than any of the things I just listed. Those aren't valid things. So if you, so I'd like to know that if like he, she was showing like a real like Pittsburgh ID or an out of state ID. I mean, maybe that's kind of like stupid, but if he was showing a, if she was showing a student ID, then you're just not going to get served. Right. Yeah. And I mean, this kind of goes back to our, when we had a podcast with North Coast, we were talking about the Yelp reviews, right? And how, this guy says he likes the brewery, and yet he gives it a one-star review that's going to hurt the brewery, or yeah. you know potentially yeah. hurt, right? right. Um, so now it does say so, down here we didn't we didn't man, get to the end. Well, of let's, it. let's get to the next sentence. Yeah, <laughs> we told them they could call the cops if they liked, and they refused, and still wouldn't serve her. No kidding, they refused. We go, hey, I need you to I'm call the cops. Nine one one. Yeah, yeah. I need you to come down here to check it it's out an ID. Yeah, so, better get over here so I can serve this, this ASAP. This twenty-five-year-old of uh, an Arnold Shyamalan. But uh, so I, uh, it's disappointing for such a good bar to be so completely incapable of discerning a real license from a fake one. So that means that she was showing her real ID. Where was she from? They, they, right. I mean, like I guess that these are the questions that we would have have to ask so, Patrick if he came out. So they're looking at they're probably looking at Pittsburgh IDs all the time. Yeah. So it's not Pittsburgh. So it's an out of state. It's got to be right. All right. It was probably well, that, and she probably didn't have like any extra stuff to show along. Sure. With it. All you have to have right. is like a debit card. They or wouldn't just not. No. I mean, but I, I do like that. Honestly, I like this brewery. Yeah. One star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stupid. All right, what's the next one? So, I don't know. I Carol, forgot. who spells her name interestingly. Yeah, I forgot. Oh, uh, that's a mistype on my point. That's a, that's a Carol. That's my bad. It's a casserole. <laughs> her name's casserole. Um, they, she says they really need to get... 45 minutes at 3.50. They really need to get their bathroom act together. Unless you want to use a portage on, you're going to have to be standing a very long line for a long time, waiting for a real toilet and sink. There's exactly one of these for each man and or for a woman and man. Yeah, I, I, do you need to get a one star review for having one bathroom? Maze, no, they, Maze they has have, that. They have more than one bathroom. She just doesn't want to use a porta john. Oh, you, you don't want to use. They a, have but bathrooms but I, inside. And then the porta johns inside. But I guess yeah. like in this outdoor area, they have porta johns. Porta johns. Well, uh, what big deal, right? Yeah. One star review. Yeah. I don't know if it warrants a one star. It might. It might. If I was expecting to like be inside and like chill and use bathrooms inside i might be a little bit disappointed but if i know the place and i know that that's what it is i'm not gonna be upset right one star g that's a that's a stretch so uh, yeah maybe if you knocked it down if you said like the food was bad the beer was terrible 
and I had to use a portage on one one star. Exactly. That You're not sense. talking right. about if, anything it, about the business. That's true. You, well, no, you are. I mean, come You're on. talking about the business. No, that's an overall thing. Listen, we always talk about this in restaurants. Right. 90% of people judge your cleanliness of the restaurant by how clean your bathrooms are. That's true. Yeah. So if you go into a, if you if you're going into a porta potty but if and you're, you're like a, But if you're in a you're you're in a backyard kind of like lot like patio with ter- and, and there's bathrooms yeah. inside. Yeah. Well, here's a question. Maybe how maybe big is, how big um, is the, the guy from the first review could be a good neighbor and let that gal use his bathroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just just grab a bag of groceries. Patrick. No, that pa- Patrick was the second guy. What's the first guy? Paul. 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 Maybe you can let Carol use your bathroom the next time, and then Carol can help your mother-in-law carry in some groceries, and everybody wins. <laughs> They're really nice. Make sure you wash your hands before you put the groceries away. <laughs> well, that was fun. Yeah. All right. I th- I think that that's great. I think we definitely should be bringing up one-star reviews of all the places that we Sorry. review. Do we need a break? I can keep rolling. Yeah, let's get into uh, let's get into our customer of the week. Okay, um, this is our our newer one, um, the, the good customers of the week. I had a conversation with a, a lovely gentleman this afternoon. His name was Liam. I definitely recognize him coming into the the restaurant a couple times. On his way out, he was telling me he was telling his buddies like, "Yeah, man, you gotta come in here on the weekend. This place is packed." And then he looks at me. He's like, "Man, you guys' call ahead policy is awesome." I looked at him and I looked at my. Is he joking with you? Well, that's why I looked at him and I looked at my bar back and. And it was Eric Williams, and he's like, nobody ever says that. Yeah. <laughs> that was his response. I go, yeah. I'm like, are you, are you serious? He goes, yeah, man. He's like, I've never had to wait more than like 15, 20 minutes. And you guys are like on an hour and a half wait. I'm like, yeah. He goes, yeah. I be calling every time. So just big ups to Liam for recognizing that uh, you know it actually works for what it is when you utilize it. When you use it correctly? Call ahead policy. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Read up on it. It's the best and the worst thing we've ever done. Yeah. Let's talk about some booze. Let's talk about some let's talk about some whiskey here. Well, it's an interesting backstory. They started uh pre like in the 18 in, they started in the 1800s. Um this guy last name ironically Willet went and got his pewter license in um in England. Came back and was licensed to make alcohol. And uh so he started this this whiskey company. Sold a couple times, went out of business twice, I think. And then uh they 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 just they got bought back up. About about fifteen years ago, the the Willett family brought bought back the uh, bought back the line, and so they haven't been laying down uh, whiskey very very much. They've been sourcing a lot of it to start off with, and now I think they're on their they just hit their one hundred thousandth barrel that they laid down. That's solid, um, which is a lot for someone who's just starting to come back up. So what they've been doing is they've been blending a lot of stuff into pre bought uh, sourced juice. They don't have anything over of their own that's over twelve years old. Which is kind of interesting, but they have a bunch of other offshoots that they that they offer. Um, things like Johnny Drum. They have the Willet Potsdam Bourbon. The Willet uh, Rye. The oldest rye they have right now is a is a uh, is a four year that is their own. Um, it just dropped at Benny's. By the time you guys hear this, it'll all be gone. But you can come find it at Amazing Social. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they got something called Old Bardstown Estate, and then the Old Bardstown that we're talking about now. The Old Bardstown Estate is the 101 proof. This is the 90 proof version. It's a super cheap looking bottle. It's got a twist top. Uh, it's got the profile of a horse on the side, and then uh, their family crest, the Willet, uh, the, the pewtered license Willet uh, crest. But I, I, but now you said it, the the bottle looks cheap. I don't disagree with that. But I really like the labeling on the bottle. It has a lot of good information, and it's yeah, it's almost it's, like un, it, it's unassuming, and and I it, it pops out to me a little bit. It almost looks like it has cheap material, but like. The overall design of it's not bad. Yeah, you know, what I'm no, saying? I, mean, I like the design sticker, of it. A sticker slapped on the bottle. Is it a? That's not a plastic bottle, is it? No, no it's glass. No, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there are some standards that we hold ourselves <laughs> to too. 
kidding. Is that Cuddy Sark over there? So um, another thing that'd be interesting to talk about this is that it is a sour mash. Um, uh, other notable products that are sour mashes are uh, Jack Daniels and uh, George Dickel. Michter's. Uh, Michter's, yeah. The Michter's has a sour mash. Bellmead Standard is a sour mash. Um, Amartili. I like how I clanked the glass in that too. Yes. So uh, this is a this is a sour mash, which means that they um, the yeast strain that they're using in when they're fermenting the alcohol, they'll pull some of that out um, from one batch and then insert it into the next to keep the yeast strain continuous. So it's the exact same yeast strain, just regenerating itself over and over again. You see that we we've talked about this a little bit before. A lot of bread companies do that, pizza dough, things like that. So can I ask you a question about yeah. this? This might be a silly question. I got a question too. Does it make it? All right, so it's consistency. When, that's all it is. All right, so it's consistency. But when you have a company that doesn't have a sour mash, like say a Buffalo Trace, mm-hmm. it's not a sour mash. Mm-hmm. So it just they rely on their master distiller to to put the blends together mm-hmm. of the different ages. Is this being lazy, or is this just a different style of? Not just a different style. I don't think. I think it, it actually makes might it more, more con- work. May, really? Yeah, because, because you could just add the yeast strain, let it ferment, pull the liquor, and then just dump it, and then not have to pull some aside and then add it into the next I got one. you. So a little bit more. It's a little extra it. work. All right, but, but the consistency should be top yeah, notch. Yeah, I think it's it like. should be the same. I think it's just like a, a little extra something that you can do. that It doesn't change the flavor. It just a little extra consistency and something else a little different. Cool. Um, yeah, like point? if you were to take 10 sour mash whiskeys next to each other, they're all going to taste wildly different. It's not like there's like a sour mash flavor profile. No, yeah, it's just a style of keeping the yeah. yeast for yeah. yeast strain from barrel to barrel. Right? Exactly it. So you were saying that they don't have anything over twelve year. Yeah, they don't have anything. They don't have anything out that you could buy that's twelve over twelve years old. And I guess my question is like, why would that? Why would that be one and two? Like they said, they they started in eighteen hundred eighteen hundreds. Yeah, well, they, they so that out. was it wasn't Bardstown, right? It was just they, yeah. They started in um, New England, but the they bounced the family like bounced around and they weren't making whiskey the whole time. Oh, okay. They just they stopped and then just do you think that yeah you think that um, one of their so great the, great the, great the family just picked up the recipe yeah, and started it's probably like a fourth generation yeah kind of okay. yeah so uh, I really like Willet in general this stuff is this this bottle is not exactly easy to find um, you can find it at both of our restaurants but the Willet doesn't distribute very much so finding like a pot still or it's uh, all small right is, is really they just don't they just don't make very much yeah so and this stuff is kind of like an offshoot like it's not I'm, I'm sure in kentucky you can find it pretty easily but this is not exactly easy to find but that doesn't mean that it's expensive i think this is a 16 dollar bottle at yeah, Benny's. very reasonable so this is exact opposite almost exact opposite of what we were talking about at on our last podcast with the pappy 15 sure so while it is not not as hard to find almost equally as hard to find but it's Dirt cheap. That's and crazy. It, and it does not flip for anything. Yeah. Um, should never we, should we try it? Absolutely. We should try it. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers boys. Uh, it's coming at 90 proof. So the first flavor you get on that, like, that is Willet backbone. Like, that is exactly what Willet products taste like. I like it. Yeah? Yeah. It's it's smooth. For if it's, if it, This has got to be the best $16 bottle at Benny's. I think it's if, better if than it's old Barton. Yeah, if it's sitting on the shelf for 16 bucks, what else are you going to find that's better than this? No, abs- I think it's one of the better ones under 20 bucks. It's smooth? Yeah. Is the, how is your heartburn, Jan? Zero. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit it's, sweet. I think I get a little bit of cherry, some toffee in there. Uh, you taste the oak. I think it's a, a pretty well-rounded whiskey. I think it works well in cocktails. It works well as straight pours. It works well as ordering up some shots for the boys. That's really good. Yeah. Nice collection of the back bar right there, Oh, yeah. Jenny. 
So you're saying they have this probably... Am I leaving this here? You're saying that they have this right now at, at Benny's and it's probably going to go pretty quick. Oh, no, it's not at Benny's. Oh, it's not? Where'd you get it from? <laughs> we don't talk about that yet. Um, I bought this I bought this about a month and a half ago. Oh, okay. Not available at Benny's right now. Kind of hard should, to find. It should be, though. They, they just had a will at drop. I'm surprised that it didn't hit the shelf. And to be honest with you, this stuff goes really, really quick because a lot of restaurants will use it in, in, in cocktails. So the guy who I order it from, we get... There's like six or eight of us that get first crack at what he's got to offer before then he lets it loose to the big the big box stores. So he said he had, I think he said he had 12 or 15 cases of this, 12 pack cases. I took in three. I don't know how many you took any. I just took one. Took one. Yeah. So it means there was 10 left between those other restaurants and then whatever was left went to Benny's. So uh, they don't get it very often. When I bought this, he had like 40 cases offered. I ordered six and then... Um, Benny's ended up getting like four or five cases and it was gone in under three weeks. I mean, for 16 bucks, what do you... Yeah, this is like a whole new world yeah. to me. And then it's if like... you ask a question, it's like, oh, it's from Willet. And <laughs> a it was like, whole new world. world. I, mean, I mean, seriously, like, this is really good. It's 16 bucks. It's yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah. New world. yeah. I'm not spending anything over 15 anymore. <laughs> that's, a, that's a damn that's line. A, you know it. <laughs> um, give us some ratings over there, Jen. So I wish I didn't know the price of it. Because this is pretty damn good. I don't know where I'm going with that, but I'm going to rate this one actually pretty high. I'm going to get it 8.5. Nice. What are you doing the with first, it? The first sip on it was great. I didn't even need to like smell my armpit, yeah. elbow, <laughs> or even hit it a second time <laughs> to get the cap. good of it. You know, it was good off the bat. Good. Awesome. Definitely going to buy it maybe from you. Okay. I'm just kidding. Yeah, for sure. I'll give it to you for $17. <laughs> this bourbon's got great flavor. I'm going to give it an 8. We, we've tried some really, really good bourbon on here. And um, it it's got a nice long lingering, slight spice finish to it. Yeah, I just agree with slight. that. And um, it's it's good. Uh, I, I give it an eight, and I could see this being my like everyday shooter. I don't want to say that I do shots every day, but like if I was gonna have the boys over and we we're gonna, if I didn't have some Jameson, then this is what I'd be looking for. Nice. So I'm gonna, I'd, I'd buy a round of shots with this. Yeah, there's no like sharp. <laughs> there's no like uh, yeah, the two new categories today. Sharp burn on the on the, on the first sip. Right? Yeah, no, but it, but it, it lingers though a little bit. Yeah. On the second sip, it's kind of built, and it's just a nice like roasty yeah. spice in the back of my throat. Yeah, I know. I get that. I get a little yeah. tingle on the front of my tongue, and then it's real smooth and mellow at the end. Yeah. Absolutely, doing rounds of shots of this. I feel guilty doing that because I mean, not guilty because it's so cheap, but like. But the price is like perfect for yeah, something like that. This is really really shootable. Though 101 proof, the um, old Bartstown Estate, I don't, I don't, I just don't like very much at all, and it's the exact same stuff, just 11 proof higher. So I think it's that, more expensive too. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you can't make as much. But the the difference between these two bottles are like night and day. This is just so much better at a lower proof. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give this one an eight as well, and and that's not even factoring into the price. So. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really factor the price into it. If I had factored the price into it, I would probably would have been a little eleven. Higher, but. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're going Coors Light style over there, huh? <laughs> a shot of this in a Coors Light sounds pretty awesome. That's an 11 banger right there for sure. So could this potentially be a bottle that gets hot like, and, no. and increases in price? Absolutely not. I mean, like how do those, how does that happen? You know, like how does like a... They have their bourbon, their single barrel bourbons that are that are five and six years old that are the hot ones. They Those are, are the ones that everybody wants. They've already yeah. got the hot stuff. Okay. They already have hot products. Yeah. So the, the whole portfolio won't become hot. This is their base liquor. Okay. I also have one more question about like them not having anything over 12. Just in general, could that be a strategy thing of not having something they age would, past that? They would like it to be. Do you know what I'm saying? Like as a company or as a... As a they dis- don't have it distillery. because they haven't been making 
bourbon long enough. Yeah, but is there something to like them wanting to like sell the product when it's ready and not wait that long? Like, you know, what I'm saying, you know, what I'm going with that. Like, yeah, to no, get the product out and not yeah, wait so, on it for twelve years. So, like know? the 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 stuff that they're really that they're really pumping out are the five and six year old bourbons that are like everyone's really shooting after, and they released they released eight barrels of that this year. Ten. Ten. Sorry, ten. So they're holding on to stuff that's twelve years old now mm-hmm. that they're not releasing. Anything else we want to talk about with the old bar sound and how delicious the the Willet Distillery is? I can't wait to go check it out. We're going there, by the way. Um, we have our uh, our normal customer of the week now. This is now. I asked. I I tapped into my my wonderful fiance's uh, many years of working in the industry, and we were kind of talking about horrible customers the other night, just laughing about it. I said, "Give me give me one of your favorite all time." She brought up a great one. The customer that comes in, and this is this is what they want. You, you, you approach them. How you doing? Welcome. What can I get for you? I want the cheapest drink that has the bet that's the best tasting, that has a ton of alcohol in it, that doesn't taste like booze. What? What? What is that? <laughs> wait, wait, say that again. <laughs> the, the the cheapest, best tasting drink that has a lot of alcohol in it that doesn't taste like booze. There's like three different variables, four three different Three different variables there. Right. Like so the, my only my only suggestion uh, for you is uh, is you better like Long Islands. Yeah. Because that's that's the only option. With two splashes of Coke. Yeah. So not not even a great drink. Just on the cheaper side with a lot of booze. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You don't ever get that question? No. Oh, I, I want to say they know better. We have some young people that come into our bar. Yeah. Yeah. Does Rumplemans taste like booze? Yes. It tastes mm-hmm. minty, right? Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it tastes like booze. Oh, okay. But I'm trying to think like what else could it be? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what are your options on that? Yeah. That doesn't taste like booze. Um, vodka soda, splash of a lot of cranberry. Yeah, but... but <laughs> and uh, extra vodka. I mean, I <laughs> what, what else is there? Because I mean, booze tastes like booze. Yeah. And booze is not cheap. Yeah. No. And, you're, and, you're, and you should... If, if a cocktail's made well, you should have a hint of the booze and a hint of everything else that's in there. It shouldn't be overpowering a booze. I love when people... Um, uh, I, I had this vodka soda, and um, I can't taste the vodka. No shit, you shouldn't taste the vodka. It's a, it, that means it's a well-made cocktail. Yeah, you didn't get shorted. You just it's it's made properly. It's the right proportions for a cocktail. I do think a lot of people are making drinks at home, and they're comparing what you make to what they make at home. And get that out of your head. They're heavy-handed. We're not our three. Your three-ounce pours. Yeah, that costs not, about twenty-two dollars at our restaurant. They're not home pours. Call those home pours. <laughs> Daddy cones. Yeah, for sure. Daddy cones. Shout out Jim Rice. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, and just whatever. I get it. You're, you're looking for the bargain. You're looking for the good tasting cocktail. Just don't put it like that. I do enjoy the people who ask, what's the cheapest thing you have? What's the cheapest shot you have? What, what's your go-to? Water. <laughs> That's what you say? Yeah, you can shout out water. It's free. You send it to people? Oh, yeah. They're, they're usually hammered and they don't, they don't need shots at that point anyway. For us, it's young. It's always young people. What's what's your cheapest shot? Malort. You carry Malort? Yeah, I have to. I don't know if you have to. Mm. We're we do. We're a burger bar. Yeah, yes. We're not, we're not, we don't just pour whiskey. That's all I do. <laughs> all you do is pour whiskey. All I do is pour whiskey. Kristen. Oh man. If you're listening, Garrett's pissed at you. Still. <laughs> and he's still married. Yeah, still married. Lay off. <laughs> That's about like a month and a half. Garrett's holding on some serious grudges over yeah. here. <laughs> Not holding on. I just always really remember. <laughs> what else should we talk about before we wrap it up, boys? Anything good? 
I'm really looking for people to to throw us so throw us questions. I think that'd be really fun. I, um, I think that that was that was great. It'd be a really fun segment to to answer Keep up with. answer random questions or or sit. Down. I want I want your I want your customer of the week. Yeah, I want to hear. And I, I, I want, want your bartender of the week. Oh yeah, that'd be good. I want your bartender of the week. I want yeah. your customer of the week. I want, I want your, your good, server of the week. Your good server. Your good server stories. Your bad server. Bottom stories. line is, we want you guys to send us stuff. Email us. Text us. Bring it, whatever platform you got, get it to us because we want to talk about it. You know, send us pictures of beers you're drinking so we can discuss it. That, that's what we want to do. We want you guys to be a part of it too. And yeah, you can email us at info at sippingsocial.com with all those things. Perfect. Beer reviews were, were great for the Sours from Grist House out of Pittsburgh, uh, PA. Uh, thanks for sending that to us, uh, Brian, via Bill. And Bill, you keep bringing us those beers and uh, we'll keep drinking them. Old's Bard Sound did pretty well for, for the bottle that it is and uh, had great flavor, and we all really enjoyed it. So if you're in Binnie's or if you see an old Bard Sound bottle, either buy one or all of them that are on the shelf and sell us a couple of yeah, them. I'll, I'll buy one off you. I'll buy one, especially if it's 17 bucks. Yeah, I got I got 18 Thanks for joining us on this podcast, guys, and we look forward to the, uh, the next pour we get to have with you. Cheers. Later. Peace. First of all, we'd like to thank all of our listeners, families, and friends that support us throughout this. We couldn't do this without you. Subscribe to us on iTunes and check out exclusive content at our website, SippingSocialPodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook. If you like this podcast, tell your friends about us. A huge thank you to our producer, John, in the Underground Studio. A shout-out to our boy, Johnny Perona and Davenport Ed. That's the rocket music you're hearing in the background. Thanks again, and we look forward to the next cocktail with you. I was just saying like those Porta Johns, I was thinking of a scenario where it sucks. It's like if you're at like a concert venue or something or oh, the worst. You know, and you take a shit and you go to wipe and like that toilet paper's not good <laughs> and you like tear your finger through the toilet paper and just feel it just brush across <laughs> your hands. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have shit on your finger. Yeah. You better then, you better hope that the Purell is filled. <laughs> yeah. I mean and then how do you it's tough to get shit off your finger with Purell. Why do you, why are you using the the single ply? You need to triple that up. Yeah, you need to. That was at my least, first mistake. <laughs> you need to at least triple up that single ply. My one of my best things that my buddy Adam Johnson used to say is like, I don't understand why people get like cheap toilet paper, because you know if you get the single ply, I'm literally going to just use four times as much as the two ply. Yeah. So you might as well get the two ply, yeah. so I don't have to cheap it up. So you don't have to like quadruple up. I'm like. That's a very valid point. That is a good point. So if you cheap out that toilet paper, you're just going to use like twice as much, if not more than that. Yeah.